Welcome to Load the Box, everybody. It's Super Bowl Monday in North America. Jordan and I both agree that today should be a national holiday, but I don't think lawmakers have got that far yet. So, Jordan, today today's a big day, um, you know, for especially Kansas City Chiefs fans, but especially for us because we want to talk today specifically about how the Minnesota Vikings, yes, the team that did not play in the Super Bowl can learn from, improve, and things that they should take away from the game yesterday. So, Jordan, I'll just let you jump right in. If you had any immediate sort of thoughts as you're watching the game, anything that you were pounding the table for Quazy and Kevin and company to do this offseason. I don't I, – it's, it's, so this Super Bowl was the second year in a row that um, the folks over at the Purple Daily podcast, uh, they're like – theory the the factoid whatever you want to call it kind of got disproven um the the popular theory in fact that they like to spit out is that no team has ever won a super bowl while paying their quarterback more than like 15 or 17 percent of the cap but some it's some you know odd number and um that's true unless you consider the fact that matthew stafford and jared goff were both making a bunch of money like for the Rams last year and they won the Super Bowl. Um, And and then you look at Pat Mahomes who is making more of that money. Um, I think there's a real discussion to be had there. I don't think tonight is the night to do it or today is the day to do it. But um, I think that it immediately makes me, and and I I thought the same thing last year, especially living in Cincinnati with all of the, all of the Bengals fans. It just makes you want that quarterback that, you know, has that dog in him for lack of a better phrase. Um, Not that Coke didn't have an outstanding year, but you know, I I think that even the most outrageous Coke, you know, fans would acknowledge like, yeah, he's like a top 10 guy. Like, and I don't think Coke is ever going to contend for like, Oh yeah, no, he's, you know, he's top five. Like, I don't think he'll ever really snip yeah. that territory. I think he has a ceiling, not that you can't win a championship with him, but that's just where my brain went was, golly, Patrick Mahomes is really, really good at football, isn't he? That That's, yeah. it's stupid how good he is. Like, truly. Yeah, it's, um, it's wild. I mean, he's out there hobbling around and able to pull off another comeback and you know, after the game, I was kind of scratching my head, like wondering if, if he actually deserved the MVP. And that's a whole nother discussion of whether or not he should have gotten or not. But he didn't make any bad plays. He made all the right plays. Um, something that, you know, you bring up the quarterback position, something that is just a glaring thing for the front office now as they move into sort of, you know, post-Kirk land, even if it's not this year or next you have to start thinking about it. And one of the things is you got to get a quarterback who can be a playmaker and extend plays. Um, so regardless of whoever they go get, whether it's a free agent or a, you know, a, um, a draft pick, which I think it needs to be, um, that person's got to be able to extend plays. Yep. Um, there were multiple times last night where Hertz extended a play, found somebody downfield. Um, Mahomes did the same thing. Again, not that Cousins could never do those things, but it's not the way he's built. Um, we've seen him extend plays, but not to the level that those guys were able to do last night. I'd argue two of the biggest plays last night, and and this is going up on Tuesday. We're recording this on Monday night just so everyone's aware, so we're going to slip and say last night. But um, two of the biggest plays, the 
the Eagles two point conversion, which was just straight up QB power. Like it was straight yeah. up, just snap the ball, run left, you know, outside tackle. Like, and Jalen Holtz, you know, I mean, he won runs with so much power. It's it. I, me and my dad were talking while we were watching the game, and me and him both were like, he's like, he looks like he runs as hard as Adrian Peterson run, like ran. Like he doesn't hit the same top speed, but like just in terms of like lower body leg power that he generates it's similar like he's strong but he made that play with his legs which was a crucial play in that game and pat mahomes you could argue the best play he made all night was that like what was it like a 25 yard run where he basically just found a hole up the middle of the defense and just ran and he looked and you could tell he his ankle hurt him but even banged up his mobility was still able to exploit a hole in the defense. I, I think they were probably in May. I haven't went back. I'm not going to watch the All-22 for the Super Bowl. I'm not that devoted to this show. Um, I'll watch it for Vikings games. I'll try it, you know, but like, no, not for the Super Bowl. But I'm sure that Philadelphia was in man. Mahomes saw a bunch of defenders with their backs to him and said bye. Like, and there he went. And he scampered for 25, 30 yards. So, um I agree with you. Uh, watching that game makes me fall in love a little bit more with the, with Max Duggan, which if you haven't watched the quarterback show from last week, I would, I would recommend checking out all of our videos. Um, but we talked about some quarterbacks that are in this draft, and I really do think Max Duggan might have a little bit of that Jalen Holtz. Like, he's not as strong as Jalen Holtz, but he's got that, like, he's not the fastest, but he's still just, like, a good runner of the football. You know what I mean? Like, he just kind of, he finds the right angle to get the most yards out of every play, and I feel like that's what Jalen Hurts is able to do. And that's why that game was, I think, that like, the second, it was, like, a top-five scoring Super Bowl of all time. They were, I think it ended two points short of the all-time total points in a Super Bowl. So, um, it was a really good game, and... um yeah. I agree with you. Quarterback has to be the position. I want to point this out because this is uh, this was a hot button topic in my house. It's ridiculous that the Eagles have Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Uh, I, can the Vikings please? Yep. We'll do a video about this later this week. Can the Vikings please have that level of wide receiver talent to put next to Justin Jefferson? It's. I wrote basically the same thing down <laughs> during the game. Just the <laughs> the. Uh, unbelievable and undeniable importance of getting multiple real threats on the outside. I love Adam Thielen. He's not that anymore though. And um, like to, it's just, it's not fair to have, you know, Devonte Smith and AJ Brown out there where the entire first drive was just Devonte Smith. Um, later in the game, it was AJ Brown and he had a huge having those, catch. Yeah, the huge touchdown. Even the call that the the catch that Smith had called back, um, that just showed his explosiveness down the field as well. And it has to be a primary focus for the Vikings. Not the primary for, focus. The defense has to get better. But I mean, even you see yesterday, the Eagles are supposedly have a you know vaunted defense. They can, didn't get a stop in the second half because this league is about offense and. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the, I totally couldn't agree more with, with you on the wide receiver front. I would even say, too, and this is sort of just like a you already have it, so don't lose it sort of thing. Dallas Goddard and Travis Kelsey reminded me of the importance of a good, versatile, um, athletic tight end. And the Vikings have one, and the Vikings cannot let go of that guy. Yep. Um, you know, TJ Hawkinson needs to be extended soon and very soon. 
and um, it's becoming ever more important. It's not just a, a wide receivers and running backs league anymore. I would even say it's more so a receivers and tight ends league now. And the Vikings have one in their grasp and they got to keep them. Yeah, I, I, I was going to bring that up as well. That was something I wrote down was it, the Vikings either have to go out and the, and I think we are articulating this point by the, the, the two topics that we've talked about tonight we need a wide receiver too, and maybe we need an upgrade at an upgrade at quarterback would be nice. But like, if we're not going to get Mahomes, then like, okay, Cousins is who we're getting. What do you think is easier to find, Patrick Mahomes, who is like on pace to become the greatest quarterback of our lives, and I can't believe I might get to live to see the two greatest quarterbacks ever in their mm-hmm. primes play. Like that's incredible for me. Well, yeah. you know, something to tell my kids about, but. Is it easier to find Mahomes or is it easier to just find Devonta Smith? And I think the answer every time 100% is just go find Devonta Smith. Like you have the AJ, but you have Justin Jefferson. You have a dominant number one receiver. Go draft a Zay Flowers. Go draft a Josh Downs. Yep. Get even, I mean, an Alan Lazard, uh, my personal yep. favorite. Go trade for Jerry Judy, man. Send next year's draft picks. Get him in the building. I don't know what Denver's mindset's going to be now that they've got Peyton. They might think that they're all in for the Super Bowl. Good good luck in the AFC with Russell Wilson and, and that train wreck. But, I mean, go get Jerry Judy and bring him in. Like, get a true number two guy that can yep. just take over games if, if if Green Bay decides they want to triple-team Jefferson and let Jairo Alexander hit the goodie on Jefferson while wide receiver two, you know, TBD, has 15 catches yeah. for 175 yards and three touchdowns. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it, you have yeah. to have that versatility. It's, it's more important now than ever. What's your take on the running back position after yesterday? It's not that important. I think that... I, th- I think Mahomes led the Chiefs in rushing yards, and like I, that, I might be incorrect in that, but like he had like forty five. Pacheco, Pacheco had seventy five. So the, okay, he had okay, a I see. Productive game. Yeah, maybe it was like the first half or something, or the second. I can't remember. It, he led yeah. them at some point. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But I don't. It, even if it was Pacheco, Pacheco was drafted in the seventh round. You can't, yeah. you can't pay Dalvin Cook, man. You have to cut or trade him. We'll play uh, like trade, cut, extend later this week, which is going to be a new yeah. uh, one of my favorite games. But like, you can't pay the running back that much. You got to save yeah. money somewhere. Running backs, while you do it, go draft Ty J Spears in the fifth or sixth round and bring him in and let him work with Ty Chandler and have a committee of just you know all right guys like. It's yep. a passing league. It really is. I feel bad for running backs. I feel like that used to be, you know, that used to be the bell cow, and you had a bell cow, and you won Super Bowls, and you won it with, you know, good eye on football and old school Mike Zimmer, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. And now it's it really is. It's it's throw the ball deep, draw yep. pass interferences, draw holdings, have five guys that could be number ones on other people's teams. And just have a dominant offense and an okay yeah. defense. I, I want to ask you this, and this is this is going to be kind of nice because I don't know if you have the same hatred for Philadelphia that I do, but I despise the city of Philadelphia. Twice. Yeah. Um, well, the Philadelphia Eagles frauds. Is it telling that they played five, like three or four of the top ten quarterbacks in the NFL this season, and every time they played them, they hung like. 35 points per game on them. Like, was their defense really that good, or did they just kind of beat up on, like, Cooper Rush and Daniel Jones and Washington quarterback KSL? 
And unfortunately, Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. Like, were they fraudulent a little bit, or do you think that they lost the game close enough that they was they were the second best team in football? No, they're absolutely not fraudulent. I mean, we talked about this all season long, right? You you get who you get, you play who you play. Your schedule is what it is, and the Eagles had an easier schedule, you know down the line as, as far as I'm aware I could be wrong on that um it was I'm one of the easiest about. no it was one of the easiest okay. in the league yeah and so like you know they they beat who they were supposed to beat basically you know you lose a division game on the road on Monday night against Washington like that's okay um lose to Dallas without Jalen Hurts on the road and they lost to somebody else was it uh New Orleans Did they lose yes New Orleans? it was yeah it was Saints they didn't have hopes for that game either I don't think yeah so like really both of those games, all three of those games, really, it's like, you can, you can understand why you lose that game. Um, and frankly, the rest of their games, they, they beat up on people. So no, I think, I think the Eagles were a real team. And <clears throat> I mean, if they would have beat the, uh, you know, the giants 17 to 13 and beat the uh, 49ers with their ninth string quarterback, you know, 20 to 16 it, it would have been different but they pounced on those teams and they they made the 49ers you know look very human um yeah. so i think they're a real team i mean they gave they gave kansas city all they could handle um it required essentially a perfect second half from mahomes to beat them so um yeah, 100% a real team, Yeah, um, in my opinion. I, you know, looking ahead to next year, it might not be the same because of all their free agents and everything, and it would be glorious to see Philadelphia fall off a little bit, but <laughs> this year, they were a real team. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I mean, they they did play like a, yeah, like everybody's kind of pooping on them now, which I'm all about. Like, it ta- it's taking everything in me not to pop out of my chair and do a little dance on Philly's grave, but... Um, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'll admit that they were a very good football team this year, and like you said, it took a perfect second half as well as a, a big time Jalen Holtz mistake with that fumble um, to kind of turn yeah. the tides, and also a questionable pass interference call, which I'm not like saying anything, but that's back to back years that the NFL has not told the officials, "Hey, keep the flag in your pocket." with under five minutes to go in the Super Bowl on ticky-tack stuff. There's been back-to-back years where there's holding penalties late on the final drive, and it's kind of questionable, and I don't love it. So maybe, maybe we maybe we have a meeting with the, uh, with the officials, but uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, I'll pass it off to you for final thoughts because we're running a little short on time, yeah. and then I'll, I'll get us out of here. Sweet. Yeah, I will, uh, I will, you know, not respond to your conversation starter about the <laughs> penalty because – it's, we would spend the rest of tonight talking about it. But Absolutely. my final thoughts on the game yesterday and how it pertains to the Vikings is just one more thing. It just reamplified to me the importance of getting a ball stopper and game stopper at defensive tackle. Um, just watching the Eagles have two of them and realizing that uh, the Vikings haven't had one for quite some time, that, you know, it's, it's quite important. Um, and, you know, that's that's nothing against Harrison Phillips or Dalvin Tomlinson, but their level of play and really any of the Vikings defensive tackles level of play does not even come close to measuring what Philadelphia puts on the field or what, um, you know, Chris Jones does for Kansas City. So ultra important. We'll talk about that later this week. 
Yeah, I think I I think I agree with you. That's a really good point. Um, and I think everybody in the NFL is thinking that right now. They're thinking how where where can we get our Chris Jones? Where can we get our Aaron Donald from last year? Like you said, just a true game worker up in the middle. So um, make sure that you shop unified. Follow the show on Twitter at LTB Vikings. Follow my man Will at Will Bad Lose. Check out the Bad Loser blog. And also check out VikingsTerritory.com where they are going to have a ton of stuff going up about the draft and about free agency. And um, this is this is where Super Bowls are won. I say it every day. I say it every week. It's, every I'm, about week. To get, I'm about to get a face tattoo that says it so that way I can stop saying it. But um, it, it really is. I mean, th- you win the Super Bowl in the offseason. You make trades. You make moves. You, you spend money. And, um, yeah, it's an exciting time. So uh, tune in tomorrow. We'll have another episode out for you guys. But uh, – I will uh, go ahead and leave you with a uh, skull, y'all.